blew me off for a bottle of tequila. Tequila's no good for you. Doesn't call, doesn't write. It's not nearly as much fun to wake up to. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Scalpels and Tequila, a Grey's Anatomy ex-cast members gossip podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Didn't know how we were going to get around that, but let's do that. I thought let's I did a good job, and that was You're right on job. the fly. Very Just decided that now. <laughs> so we watched it. Yeah, we watched it. Oh, sorry. Hi, Ayla here. Tam's in here. To be fair, I think it's only going to be our regulars that are going to listen to this because y'all are nerds. I love that. We're here for the nerds. Mm-hmm. We're nerds. nerds. We're here for the nerds. The Grey's Anatomy nerds. Actually not because who knows? Maybe we'll put it. Anyway, whatever. What did you think? I feel like there should have been more shock on the internet. There were some offhanded comments that were just spicy. Oh, Oh, I just really enjoyed it. I was like, this is so cute. This is actually just friends catching up and clearing the air a little bit, but also being like, we don't need to clear the air. There's no air that needs to be cleared. I said a thing. I was young and I still stand by it. And I loved that the whole thing was just about like um, this concept of if you're a woman, you're either the villain or the victim. Yeah. It's like, yes, actually. Yeah, I I think everyone who was watching it was sort of waiting to hear opinions about the the whole Catherine Heigl in her early 20s situation. Definitely. And I'm glad that they spoke about it, but I'm glad they didn't give it the gravitas. And I, I loved what Catherine actually said about the whole thing she was like you know everyone was out there calling me a bad person Mm. that I was ungrateful that I was lazy I was hard to work with I was rude and then I suddenly got to my 40s and I realized that the only opinion about me that matters is my own and I was playing the victim in being cast as the villain yeah And I suddenly realized, like, no, I'm not a bad person. I'm not ungrateful. I'm not hard to work with. I just, I had an opinion and I thought I was fighting for what was right. It was really interesting. I mean, I I still feel bad for the writers that were hurt when she said the stuff about that, but, but I don't, I don't, she didn't deserve the, the villain, the villain edit to say something from like the reality TV (laughs) land, the villain edit that she got. No. And they were right. The way they were, they were talking about it being like, oh, Catherine had so much pressure put on her and so much power and the whole world was kind of watching her in this moment and looking at her under the microscope and They're rooting for her to fail. Yeah. And I, I think it was really interesting and it kept coming up in the interview article, interview, chat, <laughs> discussion. It wasn't really an interview. Um, from the very get-go, they were talking about social media yeah, and how happy they are that they got to experience growing in this TV show that was so popular. It was an overnight sensation without the added impact of social media. It was so interesting. And even the way that um, Catherine Heigl was talking about how she just wants to be there to protect all the younger generation and watching the younger the younger kids on her show, like on Firefly Lane, and how hard it is to that no one's protecting them, and no one was protecting her, and how she just wants to be that for them. 
even if that costs her being the villain. She's the mo- the most incredible thing that she said was like, "I'll fight for them. I'm going to stand up for them. I'm going to protect them, even if it costs them their career." Mm-hmm. And I know they don't want that, but nothing should cost you that much. No, and and then she told us about intimacy coordinators. Mm. It's a pretty new thing the last few years, yeah. It's fucking important from what I hear. Yeah. So is there is there all a, an, uh, from what I got from, I need to not call her Izzy, Catherine's description, Katie? Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Katie. Um, what I got from Katie's description was that that person is there to set boundaries in intimate and or touching scenes in general um but they're really just like an advocate for boundaries yeah it's to like protect actors yeah yeah a a thousand percent and you can actually do acting classes and stuff with intimacy coordinators now like you can go into acting classes with them and like learn what they do but what I've heard from here anyway but because it's such a new thing um, a, a lot of the time the people doing this work aren't, I'm sure it's different with the, with the ones working in LA and working on bigger shows, but it's so new that some of them just need a bit more training. It's such a new job. It's such a new role that there's, they, some of them have a bit to learn. So I think it, it can be hard to get the right ones for the right situations at the moment, but it's definitely a really exciting new thing that's like happening in the industry. It's really positive. Yeah, it sounds incredible and I think that especially in positions and jobs like these where it's like, oh, well, you get paid a shitload of money, you just need to suck it up and deal with it. It's part of the job. Mm. I like that and Ellen Pompeo said it as well that she went into production because she really wanted to be the person who teaches young actors what they're supposed to be doing, not about their craft, but how to exist within, you know, these situations and these environments. You know, no one taught them how to behave. Yeah. She wanted to make a place for actors to be heard. It's cool. It's like they're both really using their positions and helping the younger generation I think that's really exciting and it's cool to hear it was also just nice hearing them talk about little stories and um hearing them cheer like hearing them cheering on Justin Chambers in his new role in a show called The Offer just like yeah I was gonna ask you about that I haven't seen it neither have I I'm going to um I like that they both sort of mentioned that they enjoy parenting through tv shows yeah yeah yeah, and I loved hearing Catherine talk about Ginny and Georgia and just being like, yeah, I watch it with my kid. But I think it's funny that they think that Grey's Anatomy is too old for teenagers. And we were watching that when we were, yeah, 14, 15. Totally. Totally. I and It's just like euphoria. Oh, no, 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 no. I will not yeah. watch euphoria. But I wonder. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to talk about that, like, now like if I thought it was too old for me or not I don't I don't know because I feel like so much of it goes over your head when you're that age so I can't I don't know I feel like teenagers are a lot more aware of a lot of stuff because of the internet than we were 
So well, potentially it doesn't go over their heads as much. So maybe it would be a bit too old because they do understand a lot more. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I've no I've no comment. I don't know why. I can't I can't judge how old kids need to be to watch stuff. No. I it's a really interesting issue, but apparently for both of them, they thought that 14 was too young for their kids to be watching Grey's. No, Ellen's kid the Ellen's watching it with her daughter. So Ella and Stella are watching Ella, pff, my god. Ellen is watching it with Stella. Oh, but I thought Stella was like 16. Oh, I thought they were a similar age. Yeah, maybe. I have no yeah. idea. I just don't. I think Izzy was right. Like, how do you? It was fun hearing them laugh about the ridiculousness of some things that have happened in Grey's. Like, Ellen being like, oh, yeah, there was a lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, you had ghost sex. <laughs> and Izzy just straight up just like, yeah, giving head to a ghost in a room. Weird. <laughs> Um, and the deer, the fact that Katie was like, I worked with the deer and then I worked with the same deer. That's amazing. I thought that was so cool. I found myself just being completely in awe of Catherine Heigl's beauty. I would just catch myself just staring at her, mm. gobstruck. She's ethereal. Loved the dress. Yeah, she looked great. They both looked great. I enjoyed it so much. I don't know what – I haven't really been reading much internet comments about it, so I don't know what people are saying, but I just really enjoyed it. I just thought it was like a fun, great catch-up and I, it was just nice. I think it's really nice seeing actors being relatable and being human because often when they're being interviewed, there's, you know, set questions, they've been briefed on them and stuff, but this was just – it was just a chat. Oh, and these were definitely set questions. There was definitely set questions in here. Yeah, there were a couple. It, it was a bit janky at the start. Like it didn't seem like they had a lot of time to sort of chat and catch up. The editing was real weird. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think they cut a lot of stuff out of it because it, it didn't start. I mean, unless I just watched a weird version of it, it started very clunky. Like it wasn't like, hi, how are you? No, it was just like straight into it. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. It was great. I also really liked the story Catherine said about meeting the young fan in the supermarket <laughs> who was like, are you Izzy Stevens' mom? Mother. And she was like, get away from me. Never no speak to me again. I was like, that's, so- that's exactly how I, I know. I just had my baby and I needed some wine. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like that's exactly, I mean, I'm sure she didn't say that to the kid, but, like, in that's exactly what I would have been thinking as well. Yeah, 100%. Ever. Talk to me again. I was like, yes, relatable. Funny, funny. How did you feel about the pick-me girl and Meredith claiming it? I mean, that she should claim it. She said it. That's where that came from. It's amazing. I didn't realize that that's where that came from, but of course it is. Yeah. I also very much enjoyed uh, Meredith talking about Nick. Yeah. That was that was the best kind of, um, like, info, insider info. Oh, and that Meredith's coming back next season. That, that was, I was like, hang on, what? Well, fuck me. We had a lot of questions at the end. We... 
Oh, and the fact that all of that information and her mind-blowing research is I know. happening. And it's that was real. really fascinating as well. And it's cool to watch Ellen get so excited about that. It's like, oh, she's found something to really latch onto, something that's really like driving her and getting her excited about the show again. The fact that they are, they've, you know, there's real Alzheimer's discoveries happening that they can bring into the show. That's so cool. But she had some interesting words to say about Mick. Yeah, and sort of Mm. network television as well. Like anxiety is one of the reasons why she stayed for so long because she was concerned that she couldn't get another role again. Of course. That that was not shocking to me. That's every single actor. You don't know where your next job's coming from. Every single actor will tell you that same thing. You listen to interviews with the biggest movie stars in the world and they all say you just take the jobs when they come because – you never know when your last job's happened. You have no. absolutely no idea. There's no guarantees. Well, she didn't have a lot of nice things to say about being a director when it came to network television and the writing mm. as well. She said that uh, when it came to Nick that, you know, they were stuck in this loop of consistency and it didn't it really was- matter what they did. Fans will come along no matter what, but Nick was I think frustrating for her because she wanted Meredith to have a happy ending, but the show wouldn't let Meredith be happy. There always had to be drama. She Yeah, and drama's fine. She said like drama's totally fine, but the drama I think she I think what she was trying to get at was like drama doesn't have to come from the relationship. A relationship doesn't have to be the main focus of mm. the character's life. And that's what Meredith's kind of had running through this entire this entire show. She's never been allowed to be single. Even if she was single, there was there was a guy wanting Someone who her was or she wanting a guy or choosing between two men. Like it was always, it's always come down to the men in her life. It's always about the men and that's the main drama going on for that character. And to have any TV show, you need drama and you need a conflict. But I think she's frustrated that the conflict consistently in this show has come from the men. Mm-hmm. And she just wants it to not have to be that. Like, why does it have to be that? Why is it still that? Why couldn't the characters and the writing and and the drama grow to be different? I think that's why, like, so many great scenes happen and so much great writing happens with the sisters because you've got you've got drama coming from somewhere else. You've got, mm-hmm. like interesting storylines happening between family dynamics and families and, you know, what it means to have this sisterhood when you're not all technically sister-sisters. You didn't grow up in the same household. You're sisters but you're not what, like, conventional, this idea of sisters, but you share this bond and you are connected. And I and I like that that was where a lot of this drama was coming from and I like the work relationship dynamic drama and, I, I I can understand how 18 years of who are you going to date is going to get frustrating. Yeah, 100%. Because there's more to people than who you're with and there's yeah. more to your job and more to your life. Like uh, finding out that they had to physically remove Judy dolls from a cow's intestines. Oh, so gross. But who was the person that put them in there? That was someone in the art department. Yeah, (laughs) just 
disgusting. And that's where Tamsin draws the line in her job. Totally. Gross. That was fun. So I really enjoyed it. That's kind of the end of my – it was a good time. Oh, one more thing. Mm. They do the thing that we always do and they gave so much kudos to Shonda Rhimes for changing dialogue in TV to involve women's health and diversity. They were specifically yeah. talking about the eptomic, eptopic pregnancy. I'm so glad they brought that mm-hmm. up. And I and it does – And even the know, diversity and stuff as well they mentioned. Totally, and how, like, hindsight's so 2020. Because I can imagine back then just getting the job, they wouldn't have even thought about it in that such a broad – scheme of things it just would have been like this is a great job what a great character let's make a show but looking back you're like oh we were like groundbreaking this tv show was groundbreaking it was having conversations on television that weren't being had cool very cool and i'm glad that they can see it and they can realize why it's so important now i hope they have another one i hope it's like derek and mark oh derek and alex actually i think i would prefer I wish they talked to Izzy about Alex, Alex's final episode. <gasps> I would just would have loved to have seen what Catherine Heigl had to say about that. I wonder if she's watched. Uh, I don't reckon she's watched it, but I reckon she would have been told. So yeah. many people would have seen her over the years and told her. There's no way she wouldn't know. Mm. But, yeah, we thought we'd just drop this one in here because we thought it was a fun Fun little time. Yeah, it was a good time. I recommend you go watch. You can find it on YouTube and I'm probably going to spend the night uh, trolling through the other variety interviews because it was just really nice seeing two people have a conversation. And also, if anyone has any gossip or info on working title The Orphan, please let us know. I know. Well, we'll be Googling that later. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go. We're going to go record another season four episode for you all. So we will be talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Bye bye. The, the, the China. Sing it. The, 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 the China. China. The China.